everyone, and welcome to Dungeons & Magi, where we open our handbooks, open our minds, and more importantly, we roll the damn dice. As always, I'm your Grand Magus Caleb, or you may call me the Viking GM. We are so excited to be back with a brand new campaign this year. This campaign is the first full campaign on our brand new system, Magi Mysterium. Speaking of, we are extremely happy to announce the launch of our Kickstarter for our new system, Magi Mysterium. Um, Magi Mysterium is a brand new role system created by myself and Ethan. It is a polytheistic system, meaning you can use it on any setting at any time with a few tweaks here and there, just as we did with Chronicles of the Damned. Um, we have been working so hard on this for the past year and a half, and we cannot tell you how happy we are that this is getting ready to be kickstarted. Um, we want to bring you the best products that is possible, so that's what the Kickstarter is going to do. All the money to the Kickstarter, our goal of $2,000 in 60 days is not hard to get to. Um, the All of that money is going to go to helping clean this up, make it look amazing, and get some custom artwork done from amazing small artists. Um, you can... Search us on Kickstarter under Magi Mysterium or look at our slides for the info uh, during the session. But again, um, this is live. It is live. And please go check out the Kickstarter for 60 days. If we can hit our goal of 2000, we will have some stretch goals that will be announced later. Um, but they are pretty awesome stretch goals. Um, there are so many different levels from our PDF where you can just simply get the PDF if you can't afford the main book or you strictly play online and you don't want the book. You can get this nice hardcover book um, that uh, you can do that level of Kickstarter. You can get the bundle for both the PDF and the hardcover book. We even have 50 spots for signed books where I personally will sign all 50 copies and send them out but once those 50 are done that is it um, and we will never do that again uh, we also have our biggest our bigger bundle that is the book a PDF copy and custom dice from our new dice company uh, Brokers Forge um, so there are only 50 of those available as well. And then our last one is for those of you that have shops, uh, and you want to sell, we do have a seller bundle where you will get 20 copies of this, um, at below retail. So you, what we have it listed at for the Kickstarter, you will make a pretty decent profit off of them. Um, so they are amazing. Again, please check out the Kickstarter, and we are, again, so, so, so excited to be able to bring this to you guys. Um, other than that, we do have a few announcements to get through, so bear with us. First up, we have Elliot with our socials and store info. 
We are live on Twitch and YouTube every Sunday at 6 p.m. EST. But we will be taking the last Sunday of each month off to work on other projects. Our website is back and better than ever. You can find it at www.dammediallc.com. Also check out our other social media. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash dungeonsandmagi. Our Instagram is instagram.com slash dungeons underscore and underscore magi. Our TikTok is at dammediallc, D-A-M-E-D-I-A-L-L-C. Our Twitch is at dungeons underscore and underscore magi. And our YouTube is youtube.com slash at dungeonsandmagi. Sunday's episodes will be available to view on YouTube Wednesday at 8 a.m. PEST. We have a Patreon. Our Patreon is open with four tiers, and you can join for as little as $5 a month. The top tier gets you exclusive access to our Discord, custom merch, entry for giveaways, and even the chance to play with us. Visit us at patreon.com slash dungeonsandmagi. You cannot search us due to us being listed as adult content. Let's talk about our Patreon as we just launched a new tier. Tier 1 is our $5 tier. This will get you access to our Discord server and a free sticker. Tier 2 is our $10 tier. This will get you everything from Tier 1 in addition to access to a monthly art commission giveaway. Tier 3 is our $20 tier. This will get you everything from the previous tiers in addition to access to monthly giveaway for custom dice. Tier 4 is our $35 tier. This will get you everything from the previous tiers in addition to exclusive Patreon uh, patron-only content as well as quarterly gifts for your first year. And finally, our new tier is Tier 5, which is our $50 tier. Not only will this give you access to our Discord, this will give you a monthly subscription to handmade dice from our new dice company, Brokers Forge Dice. These dice will be themed each month and will be handmade by Dungeons & Magi and Brokers Force. Forge. You can find us at patreon.com slash dungeonsandmagi. We are getting ready to launch a brand new store. Shirts, hats, hoodies, dice, you name it. Keep an eye out for the updates from our store. Back to the DM. Alright. Uh, finally, we have Ben for our sponsors. Thank you, Caleb. We would like to thank 1985 Games for being a sponsor. Located in Portland, Oregon, 1985 Games was started by a group of players looking for a better way to game in real time without having to break the action to draw every tree on the map. 1985 Games creates affordable, accessible, high-quality accessories for D&D and other tabletop role-playing games. You can get 10% off your entire order by going to 1985games.com slash dungeons underscore and underscore magi or by entering the code dungeons underscore and underscore magi at checkout. We have rolled out a new t- new sponsor tier known as Partners. Partners, a sponsor who has gone above and beyond to help Dungeons & Magi reach their potential. A partner has agreed to make a lifetime commitment to provide products and services to Dungeons & Magi to aid in giveaways and overall productions. We would like to thank and introduce our first official partner, and they are... Drum roll, please. Dungeon Crate! Dungeon Crate is a subscription box full of epic products including dice, miniatures, tabletop terrain, and original adventures. Thank you, Caleb. 
that you can't find anywhere else, all delivered to your castle doors each month. We are so excited to be working with them, and if you put in the code DUNGEONSMAGI22 at checkout, you will see 15% off a new subscription. Also, all crate members may use their monthly code to receive 10% in the online RPG store. Please visit them today at DungeonCrate.com, or you can find them on our sponsor page. Back to you, Caleb. Alright. It's been a while since I had to do that. Right? Yeah. Um, it's also been a while since I've said this. Oh. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. He's going to do the line, everyone. He's doing the thing. He's doing the thing. So, <laughs> if there's no more announcements, let's roll the damn dice. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Academy students embark on a journey of magical discovery, 
honing their skills in disciplines ranging from chrono-invoker's manipulation of time to the ethereal arts of ethereal weaving. Each student brings a unique tale as they navigate the challenges of this enchanted academy. They uncover secrets, form bonds, and forge destinies that will leave an indelible mark on the world of Acanthia. In the vast expanse of Eldoria, our journey unfolds in adventurous haven nestled within the majestic Crystal Peak Range. Amidst this rugged terrain, a collection of huts emerges, adorned with fur skins embodying the essence of a rustic sanctuary. Laughter and joyful echoes of children at play fill the air, while a central fire commands attention, its warmth casting a comforting glow. Dark-skinned elven women gracefully attend to the culinary creations sizzling over the open flames, weaving a scene of communal life and shared traditions. As we move into one of the huts, we see a teenage elven woman, Terrily. If you could please tell everyone what they see. They would see a young daughter of a chief. Her mother has tried to teach her how to guide their people with her headdress of fox ears, her skin a bit paler than those around her. She is looking at a letter and is filled with fear because she is moving away from where she knows. And with that, at the break of day, as sunlight filters through the leaves of the ancient trees surrounding your hut, a mysterious black feather gracefully ascends. It lands with precision on your bed, capturing your attention. Instinctively, you reach for it, and to your amazement, the feather undergoes a magical transformation, revealing an elegantly enveloped letter. As you unfold it, the contents declare your acceptance into the esteemed Academy of Arcane and Artisan Mastery. And I am going to go ahead, and I'm only going to do this once since the letters are pretty much the same. Um, but I will go ahead and read the letter for Tyranny. Ah, you mean Terrily? Yeah, Terrily, sorry. Um, <laughs> too many T's. Um, so, it is... Already causing chaos, guys. This comes from the Academy of Arcane and Arson Mastery in Stonegate Avenue and Lustre Hall in the Crystal Peak Range of Adoria. It is dated Verdantis 1st, year 524 AA. Dear Terrence, or, so, wow, <laughs> Terrily, Terrily, it is with great pleasure that I, Magister Elowen Thrain, Headmaster of the Academy of Arcane and Arson Mastery, extend to you an offer of acceptance. Your exceptional talents and dedication have not gone unnoticed, and we are eager to see you join our ranks. The path ahead is challenging, yet filled with wonder. 
at our esteemed academy nestled within the majestic peaks of Crystal Peak Range. You will embark on a journey of discovery, honing your craft alongside our Acanthia's finest. Please find the enclosed. Please find enclosed all the necessary information regarding your induction, term dates, and a list of essentials you might require. We look forward to welcoming you on the first day of the autumnal equinox. With all best wishes, Master Elwyn Thrain, Headmaster, Academy of Arcane and Artisan Mastery. Now, we then journey through Eldoria. Our path leads us to Aurorastead, nestled in the bountiful golden fields. The landscape is adorned with farmhouses, standing proudly alongside barns that shelter diligent animals. Within one such barn, a young gnome is sitting bundled in a corner. Dottie, if you could tell us what we see. Um, Dottie is short, a little bit short even for a gnome. Um, her hair is white, disheveled, a little dirty. Um, wearing not really rags, but more peasant's garb. Um, couple stitches here and there, uh, of like patches that have had to be put on the shirt. Um, no shoes, covered in dirt. Um, and I'm looking at this letter in my hands and I don't know how to feel about it because I didn't think that I did anything exceptional, but I have been helping out a little bit. Um, whether people knew about it or not, it's a different story, but, uh, it's a place to go. That's not here. So... Yeah, so, seated in the barn, seeking refuge within a cocoon of hay to ward off the chill, a black feather gracefully descends, alighting on your lap. As you clasp the feather, it undergoes a mystical transformation, unfolding into an envelope letter. Unveiling its contents, you discover the acceptance letter to the Academy of Arcane and Artisan Mastery. Within the confines of Aldoria, our journey takes us to Tidecall, a charming fishing village nestled along the serenity of the Whisperwind Coast. A sizable vessel is anchored at the harbor, and amidst the bustling activity of unloading merchandise, a young elf boy plays a part in this maritime choreography. Unarius, if you could tell us what we see. Uh, you would see... Uh... An elfin boy of uh, a bit a bit tall, like gangly for uh, for his age, for most of the other boys. Um, not be not due to the fact that uh, his mother and uh, his uh, grandmère have uh, done their best to feed him and fatten him up. Only he seems to have gotten him taller. Um, I, he, he would. I would be wearing uh, just like a, a vest coat, uh, plain tu plain blue tunic and pants. I would best just sitting there on one of the docks of the of the town, where near my home, uh, strumming my uh, like lute. Yeah, a lute. Just trying to find a, find the right tune, the right melody for the for the day. 
waiting for uh, my grandpierre to find me and t and scold me for just sitting around and not being productive. Okay. And pausing amidst the rhythmic bustle of unloading cargo, you find a moment of respite on the dock's edge, your feet idly swaying above the water. Unexpectedly, a black feather gracefully descends to your lap. As you clasp the feather, it undergoes a magical transformation into an envelope letter. Unfolding the missive reveals an acceptance letter to the esteemed Academy of Arcane and Artisan Mastery. I would... I, I get up, I grab my loot, almost drop my loot into the water, and... Um, <laughs> and I run back to my home and tell my... Uh, my uh, my mayor and, and Pierre and Grand, Grand Pierre that I just I've been accepted. Well, that is great. Thank you, Grand Pierre. Your 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 amazement, your 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 range of emotion never ceases to amaze me. Are you going to fail at this as well? No. No, I will not fail at this. Thank you for reminding me of that time, uh, of my my attempts to to uh, make fish nets. Thank you. Don't t don't act like that wasn't what you were refer you were you were hinting at. We all know this. You have yet to complete something you have put your mind to. So hopefully, you can complete this. Now, go finish your chores. As I mutter to myself, walking away, as like maybe one day you could finish fixing the house. <laughs> and I, as I walk, as I just start, I pick up my pace and walk away. Now, as we change continents, in Verdenthal, nestled within the embrace of the emerald canopy on the continent of Aurelia two dark-skinned elven teenagers, twins, diligently stow away supplies garnered from a recent gathering expedition amidst the arboreal dwellings. Uh, Tierney, if you could tell us what we see. You see me, um, just playing with, playing with the flowers and things. You see stains up and down, uh, dark, uh, light blue top, and whole, like, like dark blue pants that seem to have holes and tears all over them. Okay. Uh, Tarrant, if you could tell us what we see. You would see an almost look-alike male version with his red hair, his more lighter blue clothes uh, as it keeps the sleeves completely off because they restrict him from all the fights he's had to get into because of his sister. Um, mainly because they're elves in a human area and they get picked on and he's very protective of his sister. Okay, so within the sanctuary of your abode two ebony feathers gently descend, presenting themselves before each of you. Grasping the feathers, they seemingly change into enveloped letters. Unfolding these missives, you discover acceptance letters to the prestigious Academy of Arcane and Artisan Mastery. 
When did I apply for this? When did I apply for this? Um, actually, we're going to make our first roll. Give me a memory roll, please. The first roll of of the season. No, just... Aha! He just wants to be an asshole. Just saying, uh, honey, I'm just saying your role is going to set the tone for the campaign. Eight. Out of? Twelve. Okay, that's actually good. All right, so okay. you, you, all of you have heard of this academy. It's very well known. Um, and you know, Tierney, that you don't apply to this academy. You are found and you are chosen for this and nobody really refuses this I, I don't think we have the option to re- refuse this let's go tell mom and dad you can tell them I'm not you think I'm leaving you here alone I'll carry you over my shoulder like a sack of taters, as per usual. Fine. Let's go. I'm going to take her hand and lead her to the, our parents. Okay. Our so, human parents. Yes. Um, so, for all of you, these missives provide comprehensive details on the necessities of your journey to the academy. Over the next few days... You diligently prepare, ensuring you have all required items for your imminent departure to Acanthia Academy. Um, There was a supply list included in there for everything that you need. Some stuff is to be bought or provided at the school, um, but generally you you bring certain things with you. um, And you are told a specific departure date, which is a few days out. Um, And as you all gather your items, say goodbye to your loved ones, hugs, or lack thereof, um, in Dottie's case, you gather your things And as you grab your letters, they morph back into black feathers and gracefully soar in the direction of your journey. Tierney and Terrence being the furthest, um, your path leads you out of the woods to an expansive open field. Um, And each of you does respectfully find yourself waiting in a field where the sky seems to ripple with magical energy. Suddenly, a colossal floating ship, reminiscent of an ancient galleon, but with iridescent sails, materializes in the sky. This is something that you guys have all heard about, that everybody in Acanthia has heard about. But nobody's ever seen it unless you've gone to this school. This is the Astral Skylark. A magical vessel powered by the combined essence of the stars and your own magical potential. 
as it flies in and lands for each one of you, starting with Terrence and Tyranny as you're the furthest away. It lands. Still sort of hovering as basically a gangway is released. I'm just kind of like shocked face and just standing there not moving. I'm standing in between the boat and her and going, is this for us? I'm looking to see if anyone waves us on, basically trying to pay attention to, or if this is just something that we should be cautious of. And as you're looking, uh, uh, you see somebody climb up and holding onto one of the ropes, kind of, and the entire ship is almost ethereal, like it glows, um, and kind of hanging off, for lack of a better word, as a space pirate. And he looks down, Hi! Are you ready to board the ship? The ship to what? Why, to the Academy, of course. Let's go, let's go. We have more to pick up. We don't have all uh, day. I, I dragged my sister up on the ship knowing that's going to the Academy. She's going to get dragged a lot. And as you guys get on in the, the gangway, you feel a little surge of energy pulse between you guys as you are connected to the ship. And the ship begins to take off. Finally, as as we move over into the continent of Aldoria, the three of you that are on Aldoria all end up in the same meeting location. So you're in an open field um, Dobby, Lunaros, and Terry, you are all together, not knowing each other, just sitting here in this field waiting for something. I uh, I kind of just kind of grabbed my sea bag and uh, that my 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 uh, Pierre gave me. It was his it was his sea bag when he was a a, mer- a merchant sailor back in the day before he just became old, cranky, lazy. As, I as, heard that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I told you to go home. <laughs> um, I kind of just sat um, next to to, to Dottie and say, "Ah, bonjour. I'm uh, I'm Lun- Lunieros. Come in, Lun. You sir? Hi. What's your name? Dottie. Dottie. Nice to meet you. So, Thank you. And uh, who, who's out? And what's this there with me? Uh. Terry, yes. I, I was like, and a pleasure to meet you as well, Terry. Uh, what's your name? <laughs> we'll start, I magically know your name. <laughs> no, I'm not that. Uh, I give a slight bow of my head. I'm Terry. Oh, she she's I... kind of trying to hold herself in a regal manner being raised by a chief um, to become the next chief. Uh, she, she is trying to remember 
the lessons that her mother has taught her so far about interacting with new people and trying to build diplomatic relations. She is also, you will see that she is wearing hide um, clothing. I, um, I, I kind of just smile. I, I, I try not to make any comments on what, what, what Tara Lee is wearing because that's kind of weird to just comment on somebody's, <laughs> for me at least, it would be comment on some, what someone's wearing when you first meet them. Out of nowhere, this ship appears and drops down to the ground as a gangway releases. Yeah, what? Is this a ship? What is that? If it was I on the water, that... I would tell you it was the trading galleon, but uh, now... I'm I believe sure. this is our ride to the academy. And you see this pirate-looking fellow. Like To you, it's normal. Yeah. You're used to this. This is people that you grew up around. Your grandfather was one of these people at one point. And he's just hanging off Oi! Are you ready for the sale? Ah! Uh, uh, excuse me. Are you the, uh, the the master of the ship? I am the captain. Yes. Um. Okay. Uh, Capitan. Um. Let's go. Commission, we commission have the other, board. We have other pickups. Uh, Don't okay. delay me. Um. I just kind of uh. gestured to both of them. It's. It's. Let's go. Dottie, you Off you to the academy for you. you first, He's kind of scary, but I'll go. Ah, uh, don't worry. He reminds me of my uh, my my uncle Robert. It's uh, it's fine. Okay. okay. So, uh, I I board the ship. Yeah, yeah. I follow behind Dottie. All right. So, <laughs> as you board the ship, you discover that the astral Skylark isn't just a ship. But a living entity attuned to the energies of each passenger, and you can feel it. It's a wondrous blend of arcane craftsmanship and celestial grace. Its structure is reminiscent of an elegant sailing ship, complete with billowing, iridescent sails that seem to capture the very essence of starlight. The hull is adorned with intricate rooms that shimmer with a soft glow, responding to the magical auras of the passengers. As... I will say you you all kind of meet up and kind of the captain gives you a quick tour. Um, and as you're moving through, he kind of ushers you guys through quickly so you can get back to steering. And he, this here is the upper deck of the Skylock. Um, and you see the starlight deck is bathed in perpetual starlights. Here you can relax. Uh, enjoying celestial views and observing the magical constellations swirling above. The next he shows you is the glowing gardens. Suspended on the sides of the ship, these ethereal gardens boast flora that blooms with radiant colors responding to the presence of magic. Uh, most students often gather here on their way to, to kind of pause for quiet reflection. Next is the ethereal lounge. A central gathering area filled with floating luminescent orbs that emanate soothing melodies. The space is perfect for bonding, discussions, or even impromptu performances. You have the observatory spire. Rising from the center of the ship, the spire 
host telescopes and magical devices that allow students to observe the magical currents and distant realms they traverse. And finally, the elemental pools. Magical pools that contain liquid light in various hues. Students can dip their hands in these pools, experiencing visions and insights related to their magical potential. And with that, the captain kind of gimps off, and he doesn't have a peg leg, but <laughs> one one leg seems to be shorter than the other, and he just kind of gimps off as he makes his way through the ship and leaves you guys to your own accord. I uh, kind of look I, around. I, and... I pull Terrence, Jack, and Brick. I touch. You're gonna touch. I touch water. Fine. Just fine. <laughs> I go ahead. And... I'm gonna be used to this, so I know there's no stopping her. <laughs> I dip my hand. Okay, I need you to make a memory save for me, please. First, three out of twelve. First fail of the campaign, everybody. <laughs> uh, she did also get the first success. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It evens it out. So, as you dip your hand. It's literally liquid lights. You scoop your hand, and the and this luminescent water just pours out. It's the most beautiful thing any of you have ever seen. And you're you're watching her do this, the rest of you. And you all of a sudden see her head shoot up. Her eyes begin to glow white just for a second, and then they disappear as you can't quite connect with the water. And I pull her away from the water now. What was I, that? I, 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 I kind of I, I yanked my arm back and was like, "No!" I kind of do the same thing. I was like, "Oh!" I touch. I'm gonna touch it again. And I, 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 I do the same thing. Just kind of no. The, just I'm not. I'm not strong. I'm just kind of no. feeling the, the current go through. Okay. First thing is, uh, I need contested physical checks between uh, Terrence and Tierney. I need to find my D10. Eight out of ten. <laughs> Five out of ten. Okay, so he holds you back. Um, Lunaris, uh, give me a memory check, please. Twelve out of twelve. Okay, first critical success. As you put your hand in, you're you're used to dipping your hand in the water, running along a boat. And this, this does have its own little current, but this is unlike any water you've ever seen. It, Your hand, you're used to being able to see your hand through the current, but your hand disappears just because of the luminescence of this lit water. And you all see him take his hand out and, and your eyes light up and you begin to have visions. Something like you've never had before. You've never you're you're skilled in other ways, but magic is something that doesn't come to you. And so a vision like this is something brand new. It's scary. And but you see various animals appearing. Um 
you're you're not quite sure what the animals are. You've never seen them before. Um, and some appear to be running away, some running towards you. Some large animals, small flying animals, animals that swim. Just a plethora of various animals before. Oh, oh. Man. Did you see that? Did only you see that? I uncover my eyes. Is he dead? No. No, Dobby, I'm not dead. No, he's not dead, and I'm gonna release Tyranny's arm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand in the water, like. Okay, Okay, what is? Make a memory check for me, please. All right. I just kind of sit down. Eight out of twelve. Okay. Um, as you dip your hand in the water, you just almost instinctively try and grasp something. Um, just not thinking about it. And, and this is water, but you're trying to grasp something and as you do, uh, little beams of light pour out your hand. Your head shoots up, your eyes glow. You begin to see various mechanisms, like clockwork mechanisms, things twisting and turning, and you see hands of time move, um, you, you see hourglasses flipping on themselves, um, and then all of a sudden everything stops and pauses, and then rewinds, and then you snap out of it. As soon as I'm let go, I'm going to run back and do it again. I watched that one. Seven out of twelve. Okay. Once again, you reach in and you (laughs) scoop up some of the water and your eyes glow and you begin to see events unfolding you you see combat you see war happening and the it seems to be that you're on one side of the war and your side is losing people are falling left and right and suddenly time just stops everybody pauses and once again it rewinds and with a flick of your hand the other side starts dropping and then you snap out of it is it scary I might do it now it's it's something else Dante I'll tell you that okay he can do it first then I'm good. No, him. I'm good on touching the water. I've seen you guys do whatever. I don't need to know. It's weird. You need to try it. It's like seeing the the face of God. Less caring even now. Okay, I'll do it. And I like with one finger. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Don't kill me. Oh, God. Please don't get a critical failure. (laughs) 
8 out of 12. Alright, 8 out of 12. So, <clears throat> as you dip your finger in, it disappears in this luminescent water. And <clears throat> your eyes begin to glow. You start seeing streams of lights. And this energy coming from the stars that is almost threading itself into your body in and out. And you you see your hands weaving the these threads of energy before <coughs> you snap out of it. I look over and That was okay? kind of weird. Yeah. Unexpected. Uh, yeah. How many about it? So. I saw clockwork. What? Clockwork. Huh? Hmm. I, I, I saw light. I saw animals. Every kind you could think of. Even some that I've never even heard of or seen before. So, as the Skylark sails... So, as the Skylark sails through the skies, and you're moving your way about the ship in various aspects, some of you going up deck to see where you are, (coughs) you pass through shimmering portals that showcase glimpses of the diverse regions of Acanthia, from the fiery landscapes of Thandara to the serene lakes of Eldoria, you witness the magical tapestry that makes up your world. As the astral skylark nears Acanthia Academy, you witness a breathtaking panorama of the magical realm. The Academy is nestled in a vast enchanted valley surrounded by towering peaks, their sun-capped summits glistening in the ethereal lights. Below, a lush expanse of diverse landscapes unfolds from mystical forest to cascading waterfalls and shimmering lakes. The astral skylark glides past the rugged peaks of the eternal ages mountains, the towering guardians of Acanthia. These mountains are not just natural barriers, but imbued with ancient protective magic, ensuring the academy remains hidden from the outside world. Sprawling among the foothills, hidden enclaves of magical creatures, particularly the Fae, dot the landscape. Some send forth trails of colorful lights in welcome as the Skylark passes. An expansive forest on the outskirts of the Academy, the Veilwind Forest, seems to sway in the rhythm with unseen magical currents. The trees here hum with ancient wisdom and ethereal beings flit among the branches, observing you with curious eyes. The Skylark descends gracefully toward a designated landing area, a grand courtyard at the heart of the Academy. This courtyard, known as the Ethereal Nexus, is a convergence of magical ley lines, creating a space where the fabric of reality seems to ripple with latent arcane energies. As you step out, you see that it's paved with luminescent stones that respond to the presence of magic, 
creating intricate patterns underfoot. In its center stands a monumental statue, the Chronicle Spire, depicting an open book enveloped in celestial light. The spire serves as a focal point for magical attunement and announcements. Faculty members, adorned in robes that mirror the colors of the skies, await your arrival. Among them is the headmaster, a figure of great wisdom with a warm, welcoming presence. The courtyard is adorned with intricate rooms that shimmer with welcoming messages conveying a sense of excitement and anticipation. You step out into the courtyard, greeted by a harmonious hum of magical energies. This moment marks the beginning of your extraordinary journey at Acanthia Academy. As you set foot in the ethereal nexus courtyard, a hushed expectancy blankets the air. The luminescent stones beneath your feet react to your presence, forming temporary patterns that reflect the unique magical signatures of each of you. From the steps of the Chronicle Spire, the towering statue at the center of the courtyard, Headmaster Elwyn Thrain emerges. Draped in robes that echo the shifting colors of the auroras, the Headmaster's wise and kindly countenance exudes an aura of serene authority. Welcome, aspiring scholars, to the howled grounds of Acanthia Academy. <laughs> His voice clears the wind rustling through the leaves, carries to every corner of the courtyard. A gentle smile plays on the headmaster's lips, eyes sparking with ancient knowledge. I am headmaster Elowin Thrain. And as the headmaster of this deemed institution, it brings me great joy to witness the arrival of each new generation of magic and mites. You stand at the nexus of possibility where your talents will be nurtured and your potential will unfold like petals in bloom. And he throws his hand up and you see different fireworks shooting off. Well, I, I immediately go like... I kind of le- lean over to Terry Lee and says, Great to forever, dramatics this one. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I pat uh, her head. He invites you to approach. Before you embark on your academic endeavors, take a moment to absorb the magic that permeates this place. Acanthe Academy is not just a school. It is a tapestry of knowledge woven with threads of wonder and discovery. And as, as you get closer, the Chronicle Spire, its pages seeming to turn with the weight of ancient tales, bathes the courtyard in a soft, celestial glow. His eyes meet each of you individually, a silent, silent acknowledgement of the unique, unique journey awaiting each of you. May your time here be as boundless as the skies and as profound as the mysteries of the cosmos. Now, let the echoes of learning resonate in every corner of Acanthia. With these words, he beckons you to follow, marking the commencement of your induction into the extraordinary realm of Acanthia Academy. 
And I lean in. I follow. I grab I'm lean in. I, 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 I grab my sea bag and I just kind of heft over my shoulders and I go on. Follow too. I follow, tracking dirt the entire way. A bit over dramatic, isn't he? Eh. Oh, I was whispering that on Tyranny's here. Oh, sorry. Following. I, I don't like it. Following the welcome, <laughs> you are guided to the Grand Hall of Convergence. The hall with its towering vaulted ceilings, adorned with tapestries depicting various regions of Acanthia, is a majestic space where the past, present, and future seem to intertwine. Upon entering the hall, you find yourselves in a sea of fellow scholars. The air is charged with a blend of excitement, curiosity, and a touch of nervous energy. Circular tables, each representing one of the ten months of Acanthia, are arranged to encourage mingling among students from different regions and backgrounds. So, with that, you each can take your seats. I take a seat. You can choose to sit next to each other. You can choose to sit next to other students. Um, but I'm obviously sitting next to my sister. I'll okay. probably sit next to near where Dottie and Tara Lee are. Yeah, I'm going to sit next to Derek. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to find an open space and just sit. Okay. There are various students around. Uh, human elves, some dwarves, um, dwarven children who are already sprouting beards, both female and male. Um, they stink. Um, <laughs> and been underground too much. They, you, quite a few humans, mostly human. Um, and you did notice that that the headmaster is human as well. I'm a tall, gangly <clears throat> human, but a human nonetheless. Are there any At gnomes? The, head of the hall, a grand stage awaits, and a magical projection of a Canthe Academy crest hovers in the air, casting a soft glow over the gathering. The crest, with its intricate design, re represents the unity of magical and mundane disciplines, symbolizing the shared journey of all students within its embrace. As you take your seats, the ambient lights in the hall adjust to create an otherworldly ambiance reminiscent of a starlit night. A soft hum of conversation fills the space, echoing the diverse languages and dialects of Acanthia. Soon, Headmaster Elowen Thrain ascends the stage, his presence commanding attention. The projection of the crest pulsates in harmony with his words, and the hall falls silent. Esteemed students, welcome to the Grand Hall of Convergence. Here, under the cosmic embrace of Acanthia, you will forge bonds that transcend borders, learn wisdom that echoes through the ages, and discover the tapestry that connects us all. But first, let's introduce some of your faculty. And... He motions off to the side, and some faculty begins to come up. This is Professor Lenara Thistledown. Um, you see a what looks to be a wise elven instructor. Um, Lenara has centuries of experience in fostering unity between magical and mundane communities. She has silver hair that cascades down her back with piercing green eyes, and she exudes an 
air of calm authority. And you hear her speak, I believe that understanding is the key to harmony. My classes are a blend of magical theory and practical lessons that promote cooperation among students of all backgrounds. Just remember, in diversity, we find strength. And she bows as everybody claps for her and the next one comes up. And introducing Professor Callum Chronoshaper. You see a tall, enigmatic figure. Kind of an aura of mystery that intrigues you the moment you see him. Long silver hair that seems to ripple like a liquid and eyes that hold the secrets of time. My classes delve into the intricacies of time manipulation, urging you to perceive the world beyond the constraints of a linear timeline. Remember, time is a river, and with knowledge, you become its master. Thank you. And as you all clap, he moves on. A uh, quick question, GM. Uh, Professor Callum, is he a uh, human? He is. He is human. Thank you. That's it. Um, next, Professor Serafina Luminara. And you see a serene, graceful elf. Um, her silver hair seems to reflect the light of distant stars, and her eyes hold ancient wisdoms of the cosmos. I will guide you through the intricate connections between the cosmic and ethereal planes. I believe that understanding Aether is not just about power, but about harmonizing with the universe. She also, you see celestial-themed robes and a soft glow that emanates from her fingertips as she speaks. She bows as she moves on. <clears throat> Next, Professor Thora Wildhawks. You see a stout, sturdy dwarf with a deep connection with nature. Her beard is intricately braided with leaves and small vines. She wears practical leather clothing adorned with various feathers and tokens from various creatures. Her eyes sparkle with a keen understanding. I, I will teach you all there is to know about understanding animals. I am somewhat seasoned of a beast tamer, if that is what you are called to do. Thank you. And she moves on. Finally, Professor Kale Shadowstrider. Seen enigmatic figure with an elven grace that seems to blend seamlessly with the shadows. His black hair falls like a cascade around his shoulders, 
Less deep violet eyes hold an otherworldly wisdom. Clad in a combination of dark flowing robes and practical leather, he moves with a fluidity that is unlike anything you've seen. Hello, students. I am Professor Kale of Shadow Strider. You will learn nothing from me, if I'm being honest. But those of you who work with the shadows, I may be able to work with you. And with that, he disappears in a, just a mist of black. Headmaster Thrain steps forward and he everybody's kind of chattering amongst themselves, especially after the last spectacle, and he raises his hand and a silence falls. A radiant light gathers at their fingertips, coalescing into a shimming iridescent door that seems to pulse with an otherworldly energy. Welcome, young minds, to the threshold of your journey. This door is no ordinary portal. It is a passage to self-discovery. As you step through, embrace the essence that calls to you. Let the affirmation guide you to your destined path. This door stands as the gateway to what all of you have heard about from the school. This is the affirmation. This is where you learn what you will do at this school, what your calling is. Some of you have felt the pull of magic and the, the need to explore it further. Some of you have particular skills that you're okay at, but you need to be better. <clears throat> Uh, you can be better. And this is where the affirmation begins. But before we do that, we're going to take a break. Um, we will be right back, everybody. Uh, please bear with us before the affirmation. <coughs>
back. So, um, as we continue, the do- this door is this magical portal um, ready to tell you where your journey is going to start. One by one, you, you all see students, uh, other first years that are making their way through. The door opens before them. They, they all kind of stop at the door, slowly open it. They walk through, and the door hinges to where you can't see inside. And they walk inside, and the door closes shut behind them, and they're gone. Um, and this, this door isn't very thick at all. So you can see around either side of it. So they're just walking through this door into whatever and just disappearing. Um, but if you were to walk behind the door, you could walk right behind it. Um, <coughs> so, um, and the headmaster is calling each of you up. And he as he's going through, he finally reaches... Is there a turret here? I stand up, and most of my sisters just stand up with me, because we always do things together. Just turret. I look down at her, and then look back up him, and walk forward. And then I'm going to go. I grab the door and go, okay. I open the door and walk through. And you see what you see is this, just this hum of this purple ethereal energy just swirling inside. And you walk through and the door slams shut. Tarrant As you step through the magical door, a surreal journey unfolds. The world within the portal is a shifting landscape of shadows and whispers. The air is charged with an enigmatic energy and the ground beneath your feet seems to undulate like liquid darkness. You find yourselves in a shadowy grove where tall spectral trees sway in an unfelt breeze. The leaves cast intricate patterns of shadow on the dimly lit ground. The moon above, though obscured by wisps of shadowy clouds, bathes the grove in a hauntingly beautiful glow. In the distance, you can hear the echo of distant footsteps, like someone navigating the unseen paths between the trees, flickering lights like elusive will-o'-wisps dancing on the edges of your vision, drawing you deeper into the grove. As you follow the mysterious lights, the shadows seem to come alive, whispering ancient secrets and revealing glimpses of hidden knowledge. The air becomes dense with the essence of shadow, and you feel a connection to the unseen forces that surround you. Abruptly, the grove gives way to a grand hall adorned with intricate patterns of swirling shadows. At the center stands a pedestal upon which rests a robe that seems woven from the very fabric of darkness itself. A voice both distant and intimate 
echoes through the hall, affirming your newfound identity as a shadow mancer. As you emerge the other side from the portal, the shadowy robe now draped over your arms, standing in front of your new house, House Veritas. You find yourself standing before House Veritas, a structure that embodies the essence of hands-on experimentation, the pursuit of direct knowledge. The exterior of the house is constructed of darkened stone, engraved with intricate runes that seem to shimmer in the ambient lights. The architecture of House Veritas is characterized by angular and asymmetrical designs, giving it an unconventional yet dynamic appearance. The windows are strategically placed to allow natural light to filter in, casting a play of shadows that dance across the surface within. A banner, proudly displaying the symbol of House Veritas, hangs near the entrance. The symbol is a stylized representation of a pair of hands reaching for the sky, symbolizing the proactive approach to learning and the relentless pursuit of understanding. You stand now in the courtyard of House Veritas, a vibrant hub, hub of activity. Other students are here. They're engaged in various experiments, their voices blending with the occasional sound of magical reactions. A small garden featuring exotic plants with unique properties flourishes in a corner, a testament to the house's commitment to hands-on learning. And standing in front of you is the entrance into this house. And this isn't just a house. This is almost its own castle in here, in what seems to be another dimension. I look back and wait to see if I see my sister following. You do not. I uneasily open this new door as this would be one of the first times we've been separated. The interior of House Veritas is filled with workshops, laboratories, and study spaces. The walls are adorned with charts, diagrams, and even scorch marks from previous magical experiments. Every corner seems to tell a story of curiosity and discovery. Surrounded by the atmosphere of experimentation and discovery, you feel a sense of belonging, although distant from your sister. The robes in your hands seem to resonate with the energy of House Veritas. Figure out how to take off the slaves. Sleeves are restricting. Yeah, you can do that. So you can put on the robe and tear the sleeves off. You're not sure if somebody will be pissed about it, but you'll find out. I don't care. It's more comfortable this way. All right. And with that, we go back to the Grand Hall as he does not come back. <clears throat> but the Headmaster stands. Is there a Luneros here? I, uh, we, I, I, I am Luneros. Grab your bags and come to the front. I, I just, I grab my sea bag. I just kind of like, so, just through the door? Open the door and step through into your future. Okay, no pressure. Um, I'll kind of go up to the door and I'm just reach to open it. Okay. With some trepidation. Oh, boy. I'm assuming he pulled me in. No. Oh no. I just and I walk through. And the door slams shut. 
as you step through the magical portal, you are immediately enveloped in a surreal, in a surreal soundscape. A symphony of calls, roars, and chitters echo through the air. The surroundings transform into a lush, untamed jungle where bioluminescent plants cast a gentle glow. In the heart of this vibrant wilderness, you encounter a majestic creature, a colossal, ethereal beast with fur and feathers of iridescent hues. Creature acknowledges you with intelligent eyes, and a subtle, pulsating aura of magic envelops you both. You sense an unspoken language, a connection that transcends the ordinary. I kind of reach out my hand, just hold it out. Try and step closer, trying to on its on its nose to let it, it smell me. It kind of nudges nudges your hand. And I start scratching a little. And you hear the a breaking of branches behind him, and he, and you see the beak kind of open up, and these teeth are revealed as he positions himself in front of you. I kind of square up, and I'm like, in a nod, I'm like, easy. And it, he kind of calms back down, and you see around you the flora reacts to your presence vines entwine to form intricate patterns flowers bloom in response to your footsteps and the very ground seems to pulse with a life force that resonates with your own as you explore the enchanted realm you realize that you're not merely a student but a beast tamer someone who can commune with and command the magical beasts of the wild as your friend disappears into the jungle and you continue on through the portal the revelation fades away replaced by breathtaking vista of gears, pulleys and enchanted machinery the air is charged with a scent of metal and a subtle hum of arcane energies the surroundings are a blend of natural elements and intricate mechanisms seamlessly integrated into a steampunk inspired landscape before you stands House Conflux. Conflux? Yep, C-O-N-F-L-U-X. A marvel of engineering suspended between earth and sky. Bridges made of intertwining vines and forged metal connect platforms and floating islands adorned with gears that turn with rhythmic precision. Clockwork creatures roam the open spaces, and the entire house seems to pulsate with a harmonious fusion of magic and machinery. In the heart of this technological wonderland, you see the symbol of House Conflux, a cogwheel interwoven with a leaf representing the convergence of nature and technology. It signifies that you are not just a beast tamer, but someone who believes in the, harmo- in the harmony of magic and machinery, a confluxer. The banner proudly displays a symbol welcoming you to a realm where the magic of creatures meets the ingenuity of artifice. I pick up my bag and I continue onward into house conflicts. Okay. And with that, we make our way back into the hall. Is there a Terrily here? Uh, I, I stand up. Come. Bring your stuff and come forward. 
I bring my stuff. I'm trying to, again, hold myself high like my mother had taught me because... And I step towards the door. I give a polite bow to the headmaster and I open the door and I step through. Immediately, you feel the fabric of time respond to your presence. Echoes of past and future moments dance around you like transient specters. The air itself seems to hum with the vibrations of the temporal weave. In this ethereal space, you see glimpses of your own life, fragments of significant moments that flicker like a cosmic tapestry. An ancient hourglass materializes before you, its sands flowing in intricate patterns that seem to spell out the secrets of the universe. I, I step closer to the hourglass and I actually my curiosity gets the better of me and I like look at it. Okay. As you gaze into the hourglass profound understanding washes over you. The visions harmonize into a symphony of temporal resonance and you sense the threads of destiny entwining with your very essence. A sensation of connection to the ceaseless river of time fills you, and you become aware of your role as a keeper of these cosmic currents. And a portal stands before you. I step through it. You emerge from the portal, knowing that you are now a chrono-invoker. Finding yourself in a vast, serene library that seems to stretch infinitely. The shelves are adorned with tomes that glow with a soft, ethereal light, and the air is filled with a gentle rustling of pages turning on their own accord. The ceiling is a cosmic panorama depicting constellations that align in intricate patterns, mirroring the dance of stars in the night sky. Each bookshelf is a doorway to different realms of knowledge, and the entire space resonates with an aura of quiet contemplation. And at the center of the library, there's a fountain of liquid starlight where the waters seem to whisper the secrets of the universe. Soft cushions and reading nooks are scattered throughout, inviting you to delve into the boundless wisdom that House Intuitus holds. As you, that's Intuitus. House Intuitus. I-N-T-U-I-T-U-S. As you take in the scene, you notice the banner of House Intuitus unfurled above the grand entrance. <clears throat> it features an open book with a clock embedded in its pages, radiating an aura of timeless knowledge. This symbolizes the seamless integration of intuition and understanding with the ever-flowing river of time. You finally feel a sense of belonging as you step into the tranquil sanctuary of House Intuitus. And we journey back to the Grand Hall. Is there a tyranny here? I stand up very shakily. Grab your things and step forward. I grab my stuff and Where's my brother? Where he belongs. Now you. Through the door. 
find your destiny. In my head, I'm like, I'm not supposed to touch stuff without hearing. I'm giving you permission. You hear in your head. That's spooky. Because I slowly open the door. And you see this beautiful purple swirl of energy. I hesitantly start walking into the door. And the door slams shut. You enter a celestial observatory. The floor is a reflective surface mirroring the cosmos above, and the constellations twinkle on the ground beneath your feet. Above, an infinite sky stretches in all directions, filled with swirling galaxies and cosmic phenomena. Floating platforms adorned with ancient hourglasses and timepieces drift gently in the ethereal expanse. Each platform holds a unique artifact that seems to harness the very essence of time. I walk forward to... These platforms are kind of like in a row, like (coughs) on their way forward. anything, don't touch anything, as I keep walking forward. As you're walking, you realize that these platforms represent different aspects of time, from the birth of stars to the ticking of a mortal's heartbeat. As you move through the observatory, the platforms react to your presence, resonating with rhythmic pulses of time. In the center of the observatory, a massive hourglass stands its sands constantly shifting and rearranging. It's a visual representation of the ever-flowing river of time, and you feel a deep connection to the ebb and flow of temporal energies as you yourself are a chrono invoker. I touch the hourglass? As you do, you're transported and you see above you the banner of house Intuitus, unfurl above the entrance, the same house of the other Chrono Invoker. I walk in looking for Terrence. Okay. We move back. Is there a Dottie here? I stand up and I put my hand up because I'm a little short just to make sure that... Come. Child. <clears throat> I uh, make my way. <laughs> I I make my way up to the door. <clears throat> Take your destiny in your hands. I reach my hand up, and I open the door. And again, you see this portal. And then I, I step through. Okay. You find yourself suspended in radiant tapestry of glowing threads. These threads weave through the air, creating intricate patterns that seem to echo the interconnectedness of all things in the universe. Each thread represents a different aspect of existence, celestial bodies, natural elements, and the unseen forces that bind reality together. You feel a gentle tug on your senses as if the threads are inviting you to understand their ethereal language. 
As you navigate this luminous tapestry, you notice certain threads resonate with your presence. They shimmer with the same cosmic energies that you feel coursing through your being. You instinctively understand that these threads are channels through which the ethereal weavers draw their power. The colors of the threads reflect the vast spectrum of cosmic energies from deep blues of the night sky to the golden hues of a sunlit dawn. You are surrounded by a symphony of harmonious vibrations, a visual representation of the celestial forces you are now attuned to, and a portal stands before you. I, I take one last look around, and then I walk through. Okay. As you step out of the portal, you find yourself standing in an otherworldly library bathed in a soft, iridescent glow. The shelves are filled with books that seem to shimmer with ethereal light and each tome appears to hold the accumulated knowledge of the cosmos. The air is filled with the faint scent of ancient parchment and a subtle hum, as if the very words contained in the books are resonating with magical energies of the room. Floating orbs of light drifts gracefully between the towering bookshelves, casting a warm radiance that adds to the enchanting ambiance. In the center of the celestial library stands a grand celestial quill and parchments. Their forms composed of the same radiant threads that you encountered in the portal. The quill hovers in the air as if poised to transcribe the cosmic secrets that permeate the space. You see an emblem. The emblem of House Scriptor. Intricately woven into the celestial quill and parchment. It's a symbol of the pursuit of knowledge, wisdom, and written language of the cosmos. You feel a connection to this library, recognizing it as a sanctuary where the mysteries of ethereal weaving and the cosmic tapestry can be unveiled. Now, each of you will settle into your bunks. Um, you can you can find Terry eventually. Don't find your brother. But you do find Terry. Um, there are open beds near each other if you guys would like to room near each other. Um, and but each of you can find your beds. Um, this is it, it. They're almost like bunk beds um, that are kind of lined up for those of us that remember basic training. Fuck that shit. That same way, just not as many. Um, they're each house is kind of divided up into years. So, you guys being first years, you do get the shittier rooms. Um, and then eventually you move on to better rooms as you go up throughout the years. Um, not that they're horrible rooms, but they, they're they definitely more worn. Um, but you guys can unpack your stuff. There are wardrobes there for each of you to put clothes away. Um, you have trunks at the end of your beds, and what what's cool is because of the bunk beds, if you get a top bunk, there's actually a floating trunk that's at the, that's at the bunk that if you mm. tap on it, it'll actually lower itself to your level, and you can put your stuff in there, tap on it again, and it raises back up. And as, as you choose yours, your name is scripted on the front of it. I, I go to uh, the bo- a bunk that's free, but I, I get I try to get the bottom bunk. <clears throat> um, make me a uh, let's see what 
Observation. Observation. Okay, D12. I was scrolling in it. Oh, I got another 12! You failed. Damn. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's the opposite day. Yeah, of course. Um, so. I need to use those dice. Um, no, they'll fail anyways. Um, Wait so. My dice. You, you look. Um, you prefer a top bunk, you said, or a bottom? Bottom bunk. Okay. I would say with that, you can, there's another first year that's kind of moving through, and you just kind of like, scoot over there really quickly. Whoop, thank you. Kind of like we do in basic. Yep. Um, oh, I was short, so they gave me the bottom bunk. Don't matter what but, uh, yeah, you can get to the bottom bunk, and you see the kick in there. <sighs> Sorry, my friend. And, whatever. And he... He goes over to the other side, opposite of you, because there's, like, <coughs> almost, if you've ever seen, like, the toddler bunk beds, how they kind of have this railing, mm-hmm. but what that railing does, and it obviously helps you from falling off, but this railing divides it, so on your side, to get in, it's completely open, but it's closed on the other side where there's stairs that kind of go up, so that you don't bump him when he's getting up on his, and it's the same thing on... The side you get in, it's kind of closed off on his side. So there's almost a little bit of privacy as well. Hmm. You guys kind of have privacy. And as you kind of climb in the bed to kind of figure out how comfortable it is, it almost feels like you're laying on clouds. It is probably the softest bed you've ever had. And you, you look over and you see a small little button. Near, like, where your knee would be. Out of curiosity, I just pushed the button. And the, these wooden slats unroll and close you in <laughs> for complete privacy. Oh, this is the best bed I've ever had. Uh, and I, I, I keep pushing the button. <laughs> Were you... <clears throat> oh, don't be a buzzkill. It's not what I'm going to kill. What's your name, my friend? <sighs> Do we have to be friends? I, I'm just being... I, I, I just try to be friendly. And, and as your new friend, I should give you a heads up. I snore. You can't snore when you're dead. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and... Anybody else? Oh, I'm going to be trying to find a way to get to my sister. Uh, I want the top bunk. Um, so you you try and you try and figure out a way out to where to where she is, but um, one of the one of the leaders uh, they're they're more of like. 
almost like a student body president kind of thing for each house. Um, I'm trying to put it into terms of what we understand. Like a student body president. They're like, listen, everybody's house is in another dimension. There's no way there unless you are assigned to that house. There's no way that you can be in her house. That I'm trying to be in her house is I'm trying to make sure she is okay. She is fine. We have fail safes in place. She is fine. You will see her soon. It's almost time to meet back up for the campus tour. So get yourself settled and then you can see her soon. I gradually just go find an empty bed. God, we need to break these children of this heat-sucking. And, and they kind of saunter off. Um, Dottie, go ahead and roll an observation for me. Two out of twelve. And you wanted what bunk? I wanted the top. Okay, so you go to you go to one <clears throat> because you see a top bunk open and Somebody jumps from another bunk into that one. <sighs> yes, I got it. Oh, did you did you want this? I did. Huh. That's too bad. That's the last top bunk. You're not so, very nice. <laughs> you're not very clean. What? Duh, and I hold up my grubby hands. What? Are you here on scholarship? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you must be the headmaster's new charity case. What's your name, anyways? I'm Dottie. You sound like a Dottie. I am a Dottie. I'm Reginald. Reginald. I, yes, I'm Reginald. I, of course, come from a long line of Akenti Academy graduates. I've been on the list here since I was two. Oh. So, perhaps you should get to a bottom bunk where you belong. While the rest of us good ones are on top. Okay. And I get in the bottom bunk of the bed that he's at. It's open. Does not take a hint. Um, okay. Um, anybody else? <clears throat> I'm just gonna look for... Oh. I go up to Tara Lee and like, do you maybe want to share a bunk? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I actually look around to find if there's a top and bottom bunk open that are connected to each other. Uh, both you make observation checks, please. Three out of twelve. Boom. 
Nine out of twelve. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find you can find ones that are open. Um, and and actually, I. So you you find you find a top bunk, and somebody is about to kind of scoot into the bottom bunk. Uh uh uh. That's for my friend there. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I... I guess I'll go find somewhere else to live. I'm sorry. They kind of... Dragging their bag with them. Kind of saunter off to find another bunk. And I motion to... Um, Tyranny to take the bunk. You can now steal the bottom bunk from. I the, go and take the, the bottom child. bunk. Um. Fuck you, asshole. His name's Oliver. <laughs> I like some more bed, please, sir. Please, <laughs> um, sir. I'd like some more. Um. And, uh. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Tarrant, would you like to find a bed, or are you just going to find whatever is available? I'm going to find whatever spot I find. Okay. Uh, bottom bunk. That's fine. like a bottom. Um, <laughs> Tarrant's going to kick whoever's in the bottom closest to him. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, after that, all of the leaders within your various dorms all kind of usher you guys out back through the door, through the magical portal, which then brings you to uh, the Grand Hall once again, where you all can meet up. I uh, look around for my sister. Okay. You find each other. I, I'm actually... I'm going to be actually staying close to um, Tyranny because I realize that she's very nervous to be here. So I'm kind of going to take a kind of a protective role and try to... (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I kind of just see if I can see, like, Dottie and the others and just see if I'll go, go hang out with them. Daddy's just looking to sit wherever. I'll, I'll, I'll sit by Daddy. Daddy's okay with it. Um, and you you see uh, <clears throat> a young young elven student, um, long blonde hair. She looks to be in her fourth year. One of the the students getting ready to graduate. Everybody, everybody, follow me to the grand entrance. It's time for your tour. Okay. She, I follow. She just begins to walk. Yeah, I follow. I, okay. I, I'm holding on to Tarrant okay. as I go. Good I'm morning, my sister and follow. Good morning, new faces. Welcome to Acanthia's esteemed institution. Stay close to the tour light and let's embark on our journey. Our first destination is the Grand Library. 
Everybody, let's go. And she kind of ushered Like, my head pops up, like, at the mention of the library, so. Um, she channeled the inner Barbie on that one. You see rows upon rows of towering shelves filled with books. Enchanted ladders move on their own, and floating desks provide study spaces. Gentle, magical lanterns illuminate the vast expanse. This is our grand library! From spell tomes to architectural blueprints, a sanctuary of knowledge. Remember, respect the library's guardian spirits and maintain silence. Let's go. Questions? Anybody? Um, who, who you have to be this upbeat. Um, this is the greatest academy in Acanthia. So, why wouldn't I be? And I'm about to graduate and be assigned to somewhere amazing, I'm sure. Uh, I, I, my question is, uh, who are the guardian spirits of the library? Oh, the, the guardian spirits, they, they, are, they were put here from the beginning um, to just make sure that uh, nobody steals any books, nobody is in here after curfew... Um, and yeah, if, if you're caught in here and you're caught stealing something, then <laughs> they may kill you. I'm just kidding. They'll just put you in the infirmary. Let's go. Let's move on. Um, and I, I whispered to Daddy, whatever you do, don't be late with your books. I don't really read books. I barely know um, how to read. Vast open fields bordered by tall trees. To one side, students engage in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Archery targets line in another section, and a separate enclosed area vibrates with magical energies from dueling mages. This, this is the outdoor training grounds. This is the heartbeat of our academy. Warriors, mages, all honing their skills. Safety is paramount. So always train under supervision. Any questions? No, no, good. Let's move. Let's keep moving. You see covered stalls with an array of tools and equipment. Sparks fly from a blacksmith's forge. Builders sketch intricate designs. And alchemists with swirling potions catch the eye. This here is Artisan Alley. Here, hands and hearts craft wonders. Reserve your spot early, though, especially during the project season. Any questions? Uh, no, no, no. No touching. You're a great, Karen. lively bunch. You look like you're being forced to stay in all of this. Maybe but this is the extra credit I need to graduate, so let's keep moving. I'm proud of you. Thanks. At least somebody is, because my parents aren't. Um, do, do, do you the what the fuck? You see a verdant greenhouse teaching yeah. life. Exotic plants twist and bloom while caged creatures from fiery phoenixes to delicate fairies flutter and observe. This is our magical menagerie. No touching! 
This is where nature's magic thrives. Treat every creature and plant with respect. They're both students and teachers. Any questions? Um, if we're supposed to treat these creatures with respect, why are you caging the fairies? Have you ever met a fairy? Um, well, Would no. you like to? Well, I, yes. I, I can't yes. say that I, I would say no. Go ahead. They're right in there. Go go speak to one. Uh, okay. I, I walk up. I go to walk the, up uh, and speak to one. Stage with a fairy. <laughs> you, see, you see it floating. Uh, hello. Oh. Hello, my friend. How, how are hello. you? Hello. You're new here. Y- yes, yes. Ah, can I have your name? I, I am Lunieros. You you may call me Loon. Thank you. And all of a sudden, you forget your name. Hey, what's my name? Oh. oh. My, my name is Lunieros. You are? I really? am. I am. It's great to meet you. It's time to go. And they keep fluttering. I go up to talk to one. <laughs> oh, hello. Hi. May I have your name? No. Oh, why not? Because I know if I give you my name, I will forget my name. Oh, you're smart. What brings you here? Just wanted to know what your name was. My name's Lunaros. But I thought that guy was Lunaros. <laughs> he was. Till he gave me his name. Oh, he didn't know about how tricky they are. No, he's stupid. Well, it was nice meeting you. Thank you, you too. Um, can... I haven't been outside in a long time. Can I have the time? I don't have a time, please. Oh, maybe next time. And they keep fluttering. And you see the girl. I'm pulling them both away from the fairies. Oh. Okay. What's your name? You what well, my name? Well, of course. Oh, not um. again. <laughs> Hold on, I, I'll get it. Fairy, listen. He's new here, and he doesn't know how all of this works. He's so dumb. If you could please give his name back, then Excuse listen. Me? I would. I would owe you one. Again. Oh shit! Fine. You can have your name back. What? What do you mean? I have my name back? I know. Already, I know my name. I have my name. I'm. Lo- I, I'm Loon. Can Loon I have Harris. your name? Huh? Can I have your name? <laughs> Lunaris. No. Lunaris. If you give a fae your name, they take your name. I really don't understand oh. how a fae creature falls for another fae creature's charms, but... To, to be fair, we we don't... Uh, where I'm from, we don't have too many of the... Fairies? The fairies there, yeah. so... Anyways, moving on, this is why we cage the fairies. Yeah, good point, good point. Because they stole your name. Yeah, good point. <clears throat> I'm pushing uh, Tyranny along. Not doing nothing stupid. They, they take you inside, and you see a grand hall with high ceilings, banners of various disciplines hang proudly. 
Long tables filled with an assortment of dishes and floating candles cast a warm light. Separate stalls offer specialized cuisines. This is the dining hall. This is where food becomes an experience. Savor dishes from every Acanthian corner. And remember, curfew in the dormitories is at 10 p.m. You lost a bet, didn't you? Any qu- No. Any questions? No, no, let's move on. Um, and they move to a room inside of the castle that has various portals with banners hanging over it. This... This is your sanctuary. These are your dormitories. You all come from the dormitories. You will not be able to go through this portal unless you are assigned the specific dormitory. Now, all of you have not spent much time in your rooms, but rooms are magically adjusted for optimal comfort. If you like it a little warmer, it'll get warmer. If you like it colder, it'll get colder. Remember... Curfew is a strict 10 p.m. Oh, you said 9 before. I said 10. Don't be an idiot. They did say 10. I want to hear a person who forgot their name. Let's move on. Um, You see an expansive plaza. It's floor embedded with multiple circular portals. Each portal shimmering in a different hue, signifying its destination. This is the Nexus, our gateway to Acanthia. Now, after orientation is done on the weekends, you guys can leave the school, but plan your weekend adventures and always inform the Guardians and never travel alone. You always need your magic buddy. Uh, who, who is our magic buddy? Magic buddy? Find one. There's plenty of you here. I looked at to Dottie and I'm like, do you want to be my magic buddy? I guess. I looked at Tara and said, do you want to be our magic buddy? Sure. That sounds fun. Great. Now that that's out of the way and we have magic buddies, remember to plan and tell <laughs> your elders. Uh, who, we don't who, want to miss last year. What happened, happened last, last year? year? Anyways, let's move on. I I would very much like to know what happened last year. It seems important. It's not. Let's go. Um, This is a room with tiered seating um, as they kind of usher you into the seats. Uh, The walls display grand murals of of the Academy's history and a central stage awaits speakers. This is our final stop, Orientation Hall. There's essential workshops and introductions that happen here throughout the week. Um, it's more than an orientation. It's the beginning of your legacy. Uh, kill me now. Uh, is, where's, where's your legacy? Back, um, back where he sold the show? Oh. I can't do this place. Um... Listen, our journey concludes here. <clears throat> the Academy is vast and alive. Learn, explore, make friends, and remember, you now become 
belong to Acanthia's finest. Welcome, students! And they just walk away. He was paid. Yeah. They were paid. Yes, he said with extra credit. They did not like you. No, what? I don't care! Yes, uh, what, uh, what was it again? I'm sorry, I only talked to you a few times. Tyranny? Tyranny, yes, Tyranny. You're an idiot. What? What, 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 why are you being mean? Don't be, why are you being mean? A, Why'd you give your name away? As a fake creature. I don't know these things. I'm sorry. I grew up by the coast in a, in a, in a port city. We, don't we grew have... up by humans and we know this. Well, do you live near the forest? Do you, do... Yeah, we, yes, we live by the forest. I don't. I live by the ocean. I was taught to but... watch out for sirens and, and, and sharks and, and stuff, especially the siren sharks. Fairies are everywhere. I've never seen a fairy before. sea fairies. I ne- never seen one by the, in the ocean. They don't live there. At least not where I'm from. Like I said, sirens, krakens, sharks, the siren krakens? sharks. Krakens? Yeah. You, I'm cracking you. Ever heard it? Siren sharks. Hmm? I've never seen a kraken. I look over to Dottie. Uh, yes, krakens. I've only seen one, though. It was in the distance. Have you seen a baby kraken? Well, it's kind of hard to tell. Kraken, a baby kraken is still pretty big, so it could have actually oh. been a baby kraken for all I know. Whoa. Everyone, please make your way to the dining hall for the welcome banquet. Oh, finally, I'm hungry. Um, and this is, you, you guys hear <laughs> this, and there's actually stones embedded into the walls that emit magical energies that allow them to communicate. Oh, that's I, a good I, place I, for I me to wash my like, hands. So, who's hungry? Let's go. I am. I make I, I, I make my way to the to the dining hall. I'll follow. I look to Tyrant and Journey and shall we? He's gonna be the first to be eaten. I can guarantee it. Probably. <laughs> All right. So. As you enter the Grand Dining Hall, everybody give me observation checks, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to redo that, but this one was cocked. You don't get to eat. Oh, I got an 8 out of 12. Well, I got another 2 out of 12. Campaign 2 is... Bad rolls are right all, coming right along with me. A proud tradition 6 out of 12. Four out of twelve. Okay. Your eyes are met, some of yours, with a breathtaking <laughs> sight. Some of you lose your sights. <laughs> One of you <laughs> loses your sight. Um, the hall, adorned with tapestries depicting celestial events and intricate magical symbols, opens up to a panoramic view of Acanthia's night sky. This scene is enchanted <laughs> to mirror the current celestial configuration providing a dazzling display of stars, planets, and occasional ethereal phenomena. The long banquet tables are set with luminescent tablecloths that softly glow, casting a warm and inviting ambiance. Elaborate candelabras float above, 
uh, probably about an inch or two off the table. Uh, each candle flame flickering in various hues, creating a mesmering dance of lights. The feast itself is a culinary spectacle showcasing the diversity of Acanthia's regions. You have loomfish caviar canops, delicate loomfish eggs served on artisanal crackers, their subtle glow reflecting the natural phosphorescence of the famed loomfish. Mm. You have an enchanted arbor fruit salad, a vibrant melody of fruits from the mystical arbor wood, each piece bursting with magical essence and unique flavors. There is a celestial spice rub phoenix roast, a centerpiece dish featuring the succulent phoenix meat rubbed with celestial spices that add both flavor and a hint of magic to the feast. It's spicy. Yes. There is a mm. stardust souffle, a heavenly dessert that captures the essence of stardust, featuring a light and fluffy texture with a sprinkling of edible shimmer. And then there's the Nectar of the Astral Vineyard, a unique beverage crafted from grapes grown in the Astral Vineyard, producing a sparkling and effervescent wine with hints of celestial energy. And this, they just call Nectar. Um, you, Some of the older students kind of, as you guys all sit down at the various tables, you're kind of intertwined with some of the, the other students. Because um, some of the higher-up students do they're they're kind of there to usher you into the school uh because they've been there so long and some of them they kind of tell you about the stuff what they like what they don't uh, but everybody tells you to drink the nectar that that is the best thing here and um anywhere you go within this realm nectar is the best thing to drink i i take a Goblet, I'm assuming one's in front of me where I'm sitting, and I take a sip. Okay. And I need you to make... I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's poison. <laughs> it's poison. The poison for Cusco. Cusco <laughs> poison. <clears throat> oh, that poison. Yeah, get you covered. Uh, yeah, got you covered. Um, it is... As it first touches your lips, it's a little tart... But then as it begins to dance around your tongue, the tartness transforms into a sweetness. Um, like probably the the most supple grape you've ever eaten. And then that finishes with a bit of a buzz at the back of your tongue. And you're not sure exactly what that's from, but your your tongue is almost your your taste buds are almost dancing on your tongue. As I'm And then one of the students Hey, eat something now. Try it. Do I eat something? Okay. Eat something. I reach over for the caviar remark and Jesus, I must be uh the first person I ever knew to eat this was the mayor of my t- of my village. And as you eat it, something happens in your mouth. The uh, this fish, number one, your mouth begins to glow because of the the caviar. But you feel the surge of energy rushing through your body as 
the nectar seems to enhance anything that you eat after it. Oh, that was divine. I keep reaching over to eat some more. I'm like, I tell look to the others. I'm like, dig in. This is good. Drink the nectar. It makes everything better. Trust me. I I'm going for the phoenix. I dish up a ton of fruit onto my plate. And I grab fruit and some of the roast. Any? Okay. I haven't touched the nectar yet. I. Yeah, I'll have some nectar too. Okay. I'll take a small sip. Okay. It's the best thing you've ever tasted. Um. Okay. So, most of you. You're all teenagers. You're scarfing down food. Oh, yeah. Especially you, Dottie, who gods know the last time you ate a good meal. Mm -hmm. um, and you all see this. You see, because you all kind of sat around each other. You see Dottie just scarfing. I'm not, I, I looked at, I look over that. I'm like, uh, Dottie, no one's going to steal the food. You, you, you can, you can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I like. Prison it. I just give him a look and then I go back to scarfing it. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, so. I actually look at Dottie a bit concerned. And... Are you. I don't mean to pry, but. Where were you before this? A barn? Like, you grew up in a farm? Uh, or were you no? just living? So you were living in a barn on some somewhere. In some hay, yeah. Your parents let you live in a barn. Uh, about that, no. I'm confused. Do, oh, I. I don't I, have any. Oh. Oh. I, oh. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean... I, it's I, okay. I, I... Um, Were you well, raised by others, like me and my sister? Uh... Not really. People would let me sleep in their barns. And stuff. The hay was comfy. Oh, that's something. We are protecting yeah. this. We're, we are protecting her. I, I look to, I look, I look to all the others, and I'm like, we are protecting her. From now on. I agree. I have half of like an entire like love. phoenix leg in my mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, just remember, Dottie, to breathe in between bites. You, you know. I know how to breathe. And don't give your knife away from Faye. Actually, you don't realize it, but Reginald is right next to you. Oh, God. Uh, you, you do know that they feed us all the time, right? All the time? Yeah, like three meals a day and then some. You don't need to be a pig about it. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse I'm the sorry. hell out of you. I, 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 I lean over I to look it. I and I'm like, and, and, 
I, I lean over. I lean over and look to Richard. I'm sorry. Uh, we're not introduced. I, I, I am Lunaris. Call me Lun. What's your name? Oh, this is Reggie. 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 No, a... my name is Reginald. He's my like, bunkmate. I like Reggie better. We're gonna. Go I don't Reggie. like you. My name is Reginald. You know what? You will be good to be aware <laughs> that I am a legacy here. Oh, you, all of you, you wish you were coming here part of the headmasters. Uh, I hold up my hand. Before you speak more, remind you, do not insult my sister. Uh, uh, dear, no, no, no. Or you will not like me. We must be Guys, I think Reggie just wants some friends. I, I we need to be friend we need to be nice to our new friend uh, Reggie. I is there a Reginald. Is there a is there a picture of nectar on the table? Yeah. I, I reach over and pick up the, 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 the picture of uh, of nectar. It's like <clears throat> Reggie, let me top you off here. And as I'm pouring I accidentally dr- I accidentally <clears throat> drop it all on his lap. Oh, oh. oh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm oh. so sorry. Yeah, let me fix this as I t- accidentally take some of the caviar and I just... Don't touch me. And I, and I, and I, I reach and try to grab some more fruit. It accidentally ends up on Reggie's. Oh, my God, you're a mess. Oh, this this you won't do. This won't do. Pointy-eared freaks. <laughs> I punch him. Okay, make... I reach over and punch him. Alright, make, uh... Contested physical checks. Five out of ten? Ten out of ten. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. He, as you go to punch, he... He actually takes and pushes your hand away, and he... Backfists you right in the face. I would like to grab Reggie's arm and attempt to bite him. You have to beat that. <clears throat> I'm not re-rolling it. You have to beat that. Nope. Okay. So, <clears throat> pops you, and actually, like, you feel your nose <clears throat> kind of almost break a little. Now, listen. You will do well to know your place here. Myself. How about your place? I know my place. My place. You're an ass. And you don't deserve to be here just because your parents were here before you. (laughs) You insolent little worm. And what makes you think you all belong here? Just because you got some letter from a feather? Yeah. That said that we belonged here. It's it's cute that feathers had to be delivered to you. My letter was had delivered by the magister himself. Oh, aren't you such a lovely little prince? He stands up. Oh my god, Sucker Blue! Reggie! What what scared you? Did you piss your pants? Somebody we need we need the we need the fresh robe for him! 
We need some fresh ropes for him. Reggie, it's okay. It's he, okay. He brushes, <laughs> and it all disappears. Don't worry. I've got it. But how about you? And... 10 out of 10. God damn it. And he peed your you, pants! You God fuck! Oh, no! Let me, let me just... Oh, I'm sorry, let me say it in your language. <laughs> A wee wee. And he walks away. I look at the others and I say, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get him back. And as I, I think he's just misunderstood and lonely. Dottie, you are better than all of he... us combined. I think he needs a reality check. You. I'm still holding my nose. Yeah, ooh, are you okay? I will live, as my sister will know. I don't... My sister would know I don't like going to people to heal it. But you're I, broken! I, just, I try to pop it back in place. Uh, oh, no. Taryn, do you need some help? Um, I, I slap away Terrence's <laughs> hands. If, if you want to do that, it's I, a medicine check. Okay. No, no, no. Uh... It, for him, it's a medicine. Oh, but if you want to do that, I'm gonna... your physical needs to beat his medicine. Are you going to try and pop it back yeah. in? Oh, okay. Um, actually, if you want her to, she will. She can roll the medicine. It's up to you. <laughs> do you want me to roll it and then let you know what it is? No, that's not how this works. <laughs> you have to choose. <laughs> No offense, fam, but I'm going to let myself do <laughs> So you can slap her hand away as you do it. Six out of twelve. Okay. You takes a little bit. And... <laughs> ah! uh, are you okay? I've done this too many times. I go back to scarfing down food. I'm surprised it's still straight. I just kind of grab, start trying to find napkins to to do this. It's like <laughs> muttering myself a bit. <sighs> I'll go with Daddy. Don't listen to don't listen to to jerks like that. Why doesn't he like pointed ears? They're cool. <sighs> it's, it's, it's a race. I found oh. that some humans just can't accept it when that things are different. God forbid, God forbid that anything put a wrinkle in their worldview, like too short of people, women with beards, and people with pointy ears. I just ignore them. Would be really bad. It's a dwarf is right next to him. So, after you all finish your feast, um, while you're finishing the feast, or while you're eating the feast and everything, there's ethereal music that's emanating from the very air. Um, and after you finish, you're brought outside, where you gather in the courtyard for the unity ceremony. 
The air is charged with anticipation as both magical and mundane students come together in celebration of shared purpose. At the center of the courtyard stands a majestic pedestal bearing the candle of unity. Its flames, a harmonious blend of magical and mundane essence, radiates a warm and inviting glow. Students from both paths approach, each holding a symbolic representation of their crafts. Um, and this is the leaders of each of your student bodies are bringing forward from each of your classes the the symbols. Um, and this is something that uh, some of the older students whispered to you guys that this is something that you guys can strive to do, that you can be basically the, the class leaders if you want to and be the representation of your chosen specialty. Um, and it's not just here in the school, but sometimes you're sent out into Acanthia to represent the school. Um, he, the, the headmaster steps forward to address each of you. Esteemed students of the Academy of Arcane and Odyssey Mastery, both magical and mundane, Welcome to the sacred ground where the threads of destiny weave a tapestry unbound by tradition. Today, we stand beneath the astral expanse, a canvas that knows no limits. And within these walls, we forge bonds that transcend the boundaries of magic and craftsmanship. In the dance of the cosmos, each of you is a star, unique and radiant. Your essence, whether magical or mundane, is but a facet of the greater brilliance that illuminates our world. It is here, in the convergence of your diverse talents, that we find the true magic, the magic of unity. Let the wand and tool of trade be not symbols of division, but rather instruments of collaboration. In your hands they become conduits for the extraordinary. In your hearts, they kindle the flame of shared purpose, magic, the ethereal symphony that resonates through the arcane, finds its counterpart in the steadfast beats of craftsmanship, the rhythmic melody of the mundane. As you join hands in the circle of unity, and he kind of motions for everybody to join hands in a circle. Uh, I grab my sister's... I hold on to Terrence and I grab Terrence. Okay. I hold on. Hi. And I. I guess I grab Dottie's hand if she's okay. Yeah, and just whoever else. As you join hands in the circle of unity, remember that it is the harmony of both that creates the most enchanting tunes. Our academy is a tapestry woven with threads of countless hues, each representing a unique soul. A unique path. As you stand together, may you appreciate the richness that each thread adds to the grand design. That your differences not be sources of division, but sparks that ignite the fire of understanding. So, let this candle of candle of unity be a beacon, not just tonight, but throughout your journey here. Let it remind you that you are not alone. That your magic and craftsmanship, when entwined, create a luminous legacy. In the silent language of the stars above, they whisper tales of unity and shared destiny. 
embrace the magic that lies at the convergence of the celestial and the terrestrial. Together, let us embark on a journey where the extraordinary is born not from the isolation of paths, but from their beautiful entanglements. Now. And he, in front of each of you, appears a lantern that as soon as you grab it, it lights. Now, release your lanterns into the sky. Let them soar, carrying with them collective dreams and aspirations of this wondrous assembly. May they ascend as a testament to the unity that defines us both magical and mundane. This, dear students, is the invocation of bonds, a proclamation of shared purpose that shall echo through the corridors of time. I release the lantern. I release the lantern. Release, you just see this beautiful swarm of lanterns moving, floating up, and as he does, he fireworks. Um, now, Together, we recite the oath of fellowship, pledging to support and learn from one another. Repeat after me. As I tread the path of arcane or artisan crafts, repeat after me. <laughs> oh, oh. As I tread the path of arcane or artisan crafts, as I tread, as I tread, tread the, the path, path of arcane or artisan crafts, this is perfect. This is exactly what it sounds like. I bind my spirit to the tapestry we draft. I bind my spirit to the tapestry of draft. In unity, I find strength and shared delights. In unity, I find strength and shared delights. In fellowship, we shape the day and nights. In fellowship, we shape the day and night. To magic's call and craftsman's might. To magic's, to magic's call, call and craftsman's might. I pledge my first. purpose, my heart, my sight. I pledge my purpose, my heart, my sight. In the circle, diverse and bright. In the circle, diverse and bright. Together we strive our futures alight. Together we strive our futures alight. We're halfway there, students. Magical or mundane, hand in hand. Bound by purpose across the land. Through starless skies and Earth's embrace. Through starless skies and Earth's Our fellowship, a legacy to trace. Our fellowship, a legacy to trace. Oh, we messed it up. We got to start up. I'm no. kidding, students. We're almost done. <sighs> With wand or tool, we weave our fates. With wand or tools, something about fate. In unity, we celebrate. In unity, we celebrate. This oath I take, my pledge so true. 
This oath, this oath I take, I take is oath. I have pledged the truth. In fellowship we stand, me and you. In fellowship we stand, me and you. Very good, some of you. <laughs> that is now a binding contract you all belong to me I'm kidding I'm kidding that life of me is over and done with what, um, what did he say nothing uh, let's what? move on what? thank you all for joining us you may go to your dorms um, you have any like snaps his fingers and a hourglass appears and there's just maybe an inch left of sand. You have about an hour before curfew so do with that as you wish but you must all be in in one hour by ten. Goodbye. And he disappears. That was really long guys. It was. Uh, uh, I understood none of it. I think I said celebrate instead of celebrate. I'm sure we missed a couple <laughs> of so, Um. So, do we want to get some snacks or just. I don't know. I we want just a bath. Just... <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. A bath. I, I Go back to my house and yes, Daddy, get ready for be bed. Okay, being in your house with douchebags. Me? Yeah. Um. No, I said Daddy. Sounded like Safi. I thought you said Safi. Joe was like, "What?" Long campaign. <laughs> no, I said Daddy. Uh, I'm sure I will be. I think he's just misunderstood and needs a friend. Daddy, if he does worse than he did today, you let the you. Let one of us. I'll bite him. He needs okay, that works too. Dick taken out of his ass. Oh, that sounds like it hurts. No, no, Maybe that's why he's sick. This, it's not a stick. It's a cactus, and we gotta shove it up. Uh, on that note, good night, everybody. I hope to see you tomorrow in one of the classes. Yeah, bye. I, 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 I kind of make my way toward the dorm. Yeah, I'm gonna go towards the dorm, too. Look for, I'm gonna look for a bath. Okay. Um, yeah, each of you can do that. So, um, there are shared <laughs> bathrooms. Um, typical. Uh, even though this is a magical school, there's still a budget. <laughs> um. But, um, so all of you can kind of settle in. You're 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 not quite settled into here. There are parties that happen and things like that. You guys are still trying to. This is your first day. You're trying to get into the rhythm of this place. Um, perhaps later you'll attend some of these parties. There are some after curfew parties that do happen um, in various places. You've heard whispers about uh, that you can look into later on. Um, but as you awake the next day, it is time for breakfasts in the dining hall. 
um, part of your schedule. Uh, your your schedules will show that this entire week is kind of an adjustment week. Get you into the rhythm of being at the school, having your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, um, and sorting out where your classes are, getting used to the stu- other students and things like that. So um, I'll say all of you can kind of meet up outside the dining hall if you wish to meet up with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I go immediately find my sister. Okay. I go and see if I see Dottie or Tierney or any of the others. the sleep out of my eyes. Okay. I, I'm standing with Tierney and kind of looking around, kind of like kind of yeah. starting to relax from what my mom has taught me and starting to be more myself and not. Um, But you do see um, you do see that that little kid that you kicked out of the bed come in by themselves. I stop him. Yeah. Me? Yes, you. Yeah. Oh, well. I guess I'd be okay. Yeah, please join us. Oh, my. Do you want. Do you want my real name or the name I tell everybody? Whatever makes you comfortable. That's S-T-U. Because I don't like my real name. So, my real name is Stu Hardigan. But, I don't like it. I got bullied too much with that. So, I just, I just go by Stu. Alright. What race is Stu? He is a little gnome. He's a little gnome. Guys kicked a gnome out of bed. <laughs> I walk in with a huge bed head. I walk up behind uh, Tyranny with my arms crossed. I, I, I didn't mean to. It, it's okay. Sorry. They're friends, and they won't understand any other, and I I found another bed in the same room, so it, it's okay, I promise. We, we can all still be friends. I, I'm Tierney. Uh, I'm Tara Lee. Oh, Rant. And he has these large spectacles, like large <laughs> round spectacles. You two are really pretty. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, Mom says I shouldn't say my inside thoughts out loud, but sometimes it just happens. Um, any, uh. Anyways, who's hungry? I, I'm famished. Yeah. 
Who are you? Oh no, I I'm at the table. I was gonna say I'm at the table. Oh, we're walking in. Soon. Oh, we're all walking in. Everybody kind of gathered. Uh, I I am because the doors are closed. Oh, okay. To I, the dining hall. I'm Lunirus. L- Lunirus. Uh, just call me Loon. Oh, oh, okay. Hi, Loon. I'm still. Nice to meet you, Stu. Um, what what's your name? Pointing to Dottie. Um, I'm Dottie. Hi. Oh, where? You're kind of the same size. This is kind of awesome. There, there's so many tall people around here. Yeah, I don't see very many of us around here. No, well, you see, most of us can't. We're, n- we're not liked enough to be here. Oh, but that I sucks. Guess, I guess you and I are special. Maybe we can become special friends. Friends? I like friends. Uh, uh, I think that's one of your inside No, I didn't, I, I didn't mean it like that. We're, we're two gnomes. <clears throat> we, we, us gnomes have to stick together. I mean, look how many elves there are here. And mm-hmm. the rest of you are elves. The yeah, we can... Out of place. We can be gnome friends. Yeah. That would be great. Um... And who are you? Pointing to Tarrant. I'm Tarrant. I'm Tyranny's brother. Oh, oh. that's really cool. I I have some siblings too. There's like 30 of them. Um, Wow. But they're, they're all older than me. So you could say I'm the runt of the litter. Oh. But, anyways, um, let's go get some grub, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Food, food sounds yeah. good. He, 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 and pushes them forward. And you see the dining hall adorned with the banners of different houses and these long. Uh, these long tables adorned with different foods. The first is Celestial Citrus Crescents. Crescents, not croissants. A magical pastry that shimmers with celestial hues. It's filled with a citrus-infused cream that enhances both flavor and mood. These crescents provide a magical boost to start the day. Then there's Ethereal Ambrosia. A magical fruit salad that seems to glow with ethereal light. Each bite releases a burst of refreshing energy, leaving you invigorated and ready for the day's activities. Next to it, you see Mystic Morning Muffins. Muffins infused with mystical herbs and spices, offering a blend of flavors that tickle the taste buds. Each muffin has a faint swirling pattern that changes color with each bite. Then there's the Beastmaster's Bounty Omelette. A heart omelette... Uh, A hearty omelette featuring ingredients associated with the art of beast taming. Filled with savory meats, herbs, and vegetables, it reflects the diverse tastes of the beast tamers appreciate. And then there's the Chrono Crystal Confections. Crystal-shaped pastries that play with the concept of time. Each layer represents a different flavor, creating a unique taste experience that evolves with every bite. I take one of the muffins and one of the crystals. Okay. 
I take. I just omelet. pile a couple of everything onto my plate. I, I take a muffin and a big helping of the omelet. Okay. And you see, you see, Stu kind of like start shoving a bunch onto a plate. You not eat much like our friend Dottie here. Historically speaking, um, gnomes come from lesser wealthy families. And um, fun facts, um, I'm broke. So this is the first Me time I've had in a long time. Uh, well, at least apparently the Ooh, food is... People so- we need to precious size and make sure they get fed. Well, uh, right. Stu, according to what we found out yesterday, the food is, food is, comes every day and there's plenty of it, so eat up. I don't like the source that we got it from, though. Wait, we eat like this every day? Apparently! Three times a day! I normally eat once a day, if at all. Right? I mean, I'm used to hunting for my food, but... If there was a heaven, I'd be there. <laughs> I mean, I'm used to having... I'm used to most of my food being caught from the sea, but so this is actually really nice. Guys, did you hear what happens today? What? What? Mm, no. What happens? There's a career fair. Career fair? exciting? I mean, what... What, what what are you hoping to get out of this this career fair? Well, um, I don't know. I I I'm really good with magic, and um, well, maybe maybe there's a guild that I could join. Like that that would be really cool. And apparently if you join a guild for something, they can uh they can kind of help prepare you for your last year's exams and Ooh. you get special assignments when you leave the academy. Oh well, that's cool. Do they take anyone, or just are they select to per, I guess, house? Apparently, uh, you, you have to be accepted. Like, you can go talk to them and all of that, but they, they kind of want to see how you're doing in school and your academics, and uh, overall, I guess, if you're a good person, for some of them, some of them are probably really buttholes, but, um, oh, sorry, was that, was that too bad of a word? No, 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 it's fine. No, 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 no. It was a little bad, but it's fine. It was my inside voice again. Um, but, yeah, I, I think when we're done eating here, will you say go and check out the career chef? Make sure he drinks something. Drink and eat. Oh, oh, drink. Oh, oh, I had something. 
bag, did he? And he kind of grabs, and these goblets are big for him. Easy there. I, I want to do the same. Oh, 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 oh. I can take a small sip of my drink. Watch this. You see that? You see that little, that little circle right there? And he points, and there's a circle, like t- more towards the center, like where the goblet was. And he sets the goblet down, and you guys see it go and fill back up. Whoa! Oh, that's cool. Uh, Steer, I think yeah. you're going to be very popular when we have parties. Uh, yeah, I did that. Watch this, and he, and he moves the goblet, and he reaches his hand out. And it, and they appear. And that circle appears in front of each one of you. Oh, <gasps> whoa! I'm gonna put my goblet on it. Don't, don't tell anybody. You put your goblet on it. it refills. And he, I want to learn like, how to do that. <laughs> What kind of magic do you do? Um, a little bit of everything, kind of. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm I'm really good at manipulating stuff. Ooh, it's um, kind of my specialty. Um, it, it's kind of why I'm here. Oh. And yeah, I I don't think I belong here, but apparently somebody does because I got the letter just like the rest of you. Um, Why don't I you think you don't? I assume the rest of you got a letter and that you guys didn't sneak in here. Yeah, I got a feather. Oh, yeah. Specifically yeah. looking at Lunaros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you sure you got a letter? Yes, I got a feather. Feather yeah. turned into a letter, then it's back into a feather. Excusez-moi. Stew. It's not very nice, Stew. Just because I cannot use magic does not mean that I have nothing special about me. Um. Uh, you, you want to see something cool? By all means. And he goes into his bag and pulls out a small loot. And he begins to strum. I wish the seas would dance and it would be amazing. And you see the you see this magical property come off of his loot and goes to the one of the mugs and the nectar begins to arc up. Whoa! Very impressive. Yeah, um, I'm I'm here. Uh, I'm here for this. Um, they they call us an elemental psalmster. But that's cool. Anyways, I um, I think we should finish eating and then we uh, 
we should go to the uh, the, the career fair. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, and sure. If it's okay with you guys, I'll kind of stick around with you. Go sure. On. No, that's fine. I don't have any friends here, so. Well, you have us. Yeah, you have us. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, um... Okay, uh... Are we ready? Yeah. I get up from the table, and before I go, I take a big... I take a gulp of the nectar, and... That's cool. Okay. Uh, I, f I finish my food and drink and nectar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I finish up really quick. I actually take my time a bit. Well, that's okay. We can wait. Uh, um, I mean, this this career fair is going to be all day, so um, we'll wait. And he just still. What do you love to play? I play the <coughs> lute as well. I I was I was kind of born with a lute in my hand. Uh, not not. Literally, oh, that no, would no. make sense. That would be a little painful for my mom. But, um... <laughs> but, uh... Ever since I can remember, I've been able to play. Yeah. And write songs of my own. Yeah. My grandpa taught me how to play. Oh, who's that? Oh, my... Oh, I'm sorry. It's a regional language. My grandfather. Oh. Oh, I don't have one of those. Oh, I'm very sorry. I did. He died. Mm. Uh, oh. Anyways, are we ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's go. And he kind of hops down. The benches are a little big, so he kind of hops off and puts <laughs> his loot back on his pack. And um. I guess I didn't really give you guys a description of Stu, did I? No. Um, so no. Small gnome. He's got uh, curly brown hair. Um, and he wears almost like the typical gnome hat. that Almost a cone hat, but it kind of flops off to one side. Um, almost like a old nightcap. Like one of the old nightcaps. Um, mm. But he wears it all the time. And it's old and tattered. And he has these big round spectacles um, that constantly fall down. He's got to kind of readjust them. Um, he he wears semi loose clothing. It, they honestly look like hand me downs, like they're they're pretty old. Um, but you expect with how many brothers and sisters he said he had <coughs> that they probably are hand me downs. Um, they look handmade. Um, a lot of blues and greens that he wears. Um, he does have quintessential pointed shoes um, <laughs> that, again, look like hand-me-downs. And they don't look like they're made out of the softest cloth. Um, they, they don't look like they're the most comfortable thing. Um, and then he carries, he's got a little, small little pack on, and then he has a <laughs> small little loop that was built just for him, and it actually has his name engraved in the side of it. His full name, Stu, uh, Stu Bardigan. Um, but he kind of like, he kind of put a, like, pinned a cloth to it to cover the other part of the name, so it just says Stu. <laughs> um, 
and uh, he and you guys follow him out. Yep. Um, and with that, that's where we're ending tonight. So, when we pick up, cliffhangers are back too. They are. When we pick up <laughs> next week, we will pick up with the career fair. Um, not a lot of action today, but a lot of introductions happened. Um, we want to thank everybody for watching for our brand new episode, the brand new start of Campaign 2. Just a reminder that the Kickstarter is live for Magi Mysterium, our unique role system that we are using in this campaign. Please check it out on Kickstarter. You can search Magi Mysterium or follow on the links on our website as well. Um, but please, please, please help us out with that. It would be greatly appreciated. And with that, that concludes tonight's episode. So please join us next week as we roll the damn dice. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.